Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael. Hello, Shelly. <laughs> How are you today? I am happy to be doing another episode of Everyone is Hot. Oh, I am too. I am too. Oh my goodness. Always fun to get horny with you on a Saturday midday. <laughs> oh, it's always a good time. Best um, feeling. Oh, the best feeling. And uh, another good feeling is knowing that we've got a very exciting guest coming in to join us. Oh, now, my. Michael, you want to tell the people who we've got? Dear listeners, we have a thrilling guest, writer, comedian, and host of the Secure the Gag podcast, Nathan Pearson, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, oh. children are so excited to see you. Oh, my God. Shelly, Michael, thank you so much for having me. Oh. oh, thank you for being here. Now, could you tell us who we're going to be discussing today as your stealth sex symbol and which movie they're featured in? Of course. I am so excited to share that my stealth sex symbol is the fawn from Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, these are my favorite kinds of episodes when we really get an out of left field. A creature, a non-human creature is always a fun time. We've had a few. Mm-hmm. We've had a Shrek on. <laughs> We've had no, Rango. Not, not Shrek. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, Shrek. Yes, Shrek. Yes, Donkey. Oh, my God. We've had robots. We've had... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we talked about Alien. We've talked about the Alien monster before. Um, this is my favorite genre. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just fascinating creatures like James Spader or Shrek or, or a robot. <laughs> uh, now, before we launch into the movie, um, we do have one more person who is supposed to come by to see us. Um, oh, my God. Um, I haven't heard anything just yet. Oh, oh my God. Nathan, you're going to love this guy. He's super great. Um, he is mm. a, a close, near and dear friend of mine. Um, hmm. I call him Derek, but he is known by many other names, uh, such, such as, yes, yes, Derek, a Drinkenstein, AKA dad. Um, that's what some hmm. folks call him. Um, <laughs> he's going to be joining us and presenting one of his, uh, signature cocktails, which I'm super excited for. Mm-hmm. So I can't uh, wait to meet, I can't wait to is... meet him. Yeah. Yeah, the, I well, I can't wait for you to meet him as well because we do uh, often run into problems with Derek in that um, they're someone who likes to overpromise and underdeliver. You know, like they'll tell us that they're going to be here, they're bringing a drink, they're going to come on the show. Um, they've yet to actually show up. 
Well, I'm super I'm, excited for them to join this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Like, hmm. I don't know. Sometimes you got to just give people as many chances uh, as they need. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, has Derek said anything to you about showing up today? He hasn't sent me no emails. No, nothing. None? Nothing? No I phone just, call? No text? I just, I just trust. I just trust that he'll show up. Jesus Christ. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've oh, got I'm sorry. Mail. Is that you? I think that's me. That's my AOL email. I use AOL email because it's the most reliable of uh, the emails. You can't compete with the classics. You can't <laughs> compete with the classics. Thank you. No one has ever... Uh, no one gets the value. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's why I'm happy to be chatting with you about this, Nate. <laughs> uh, Nathan. Um, do you ever, does anyone ever call you Nate? My therapist. And I never oh. told her she could. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Interesting. <laughs> That's quite intimate. <laughs> A little presumptuous. And it's too never far in for me to it's too far too far in for me to correct her. And so <laughs> I just don't know what to do. You're gonna have to switch therapists. Oh god. I might. I might. Okay. <laughs> don't switch shows. I'm so sorry I called you Nate. No, oh, no, no, God. it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's I'm fine. never going to call you, Nate. Don't, no, I, I, people... I, I welcome it. It's it's just, you know, it's always um, jarring and mm. really upsetting, but I welcome uh, it. No, well, I'm not going to do <laughs> that. Sure. Yeah, no, Michael, you need to make sure to call them by their name properly, Nate Dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone called me Mike. Uh, a lot of people call me Mike at work, and I'm very obviously a Michael. And mm-hmm, you um, are. Every every oh. once in a while, yeah. Wait, I call you Mike a lot. <laughs> Do you not like that? Yeah, but it's different. It's different. Okay. It's different. My <laughs> sister sometimes calls me Mike, so it's 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 like ah okay, okay. All right, it's easy. Okay, All I right. don't know why that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know if uh, it's traumatizing you, like like Nate's been traumatized. <laughs> oh, now, listen. What did Derek have to say? Like. Is he going to show up? Um, well, he sent me this email. Um, it looks like it's a journal entry. Uh-huh. Um, okay, go on. Okay, I guess. Drinkenstein's Diary, April 15th, 2022, 12.55 p.m. My alarm goes off. My eyes are the first door that I open. Time to get up for another episode of Everyone is Hot. I stretch my legs. I shake. I stir. I wait. Someone, something presses its feet down on my chest. A ghost, a mare, a pale mass covered in dust. I cannot move. She sits gently on my chest. She says, stay down. There's nothing outside for you but more work. Shake, stir, wake, work. Shake, stir, wake, work. Endless toil. Stay in bed, Derek. And I do. My eyes shut. I surrender to rest, to time, to gravity, to all these distilled mortal spirits mixing in my room. I descend down a hypnagogic staircase. The pale mass escorts me down to a spray-painted image of a door on a concrete wall. A brass door protrudes from the wall. The pale mass says, This is the first of many doors that you must open. I shake, I stir, I wait. What the fuck was that? I don't know. That. Wait, so he is coming. I don't He's think not he coming? is. I feel like I think I think he was trying to illustrate, uh, very very creatively, that he's not showing up. This guy, I, Nathan. He, we get these like glimpses into his life from these emails that he sends us, and he seems pretty unstable. I mean, he's been through a lot in the past few months. I'm gonna hold out hope that he comes. I'm re- that's what I'm really looking forward to on this. <laughs> oh that's the whole reason you did the show. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the selling points. But yeah, there's oh, still time. I'm I'm so I... embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed, Nathan. Um, yeah, this I Michael. Have, we um, can't I, keep doing this because it it reflects badly on us, you know. 
God. Well, he did send a drink, so I guess we can read through that and really, really turn this ship around. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go text him and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Will you just forward me the drink and yes. I'll cover that while you try to figure I'm, out I'm, what the fuck is going on with this guy? I'm clickety clacking on my <laughs> AOL email, sending you my mm-hmm. AOL email. Thank you. Bing bong, it is sent. You've got mail. You've got okay. mail. Oh. You've got. Mail. <laughs> Didn't have to send it that many times, but, but I like you. that they make sure you you got it though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, you go talk to Derek in the meantime. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll get into this recipe for the bronze fawn. Preparation time is five minutes. Ingredients include 20 milliliters Havana Anejo seven-year-old dark rum, 20 milliliters chocolate liqueur, five milliliters of elderflower cordial. Add all the ingredients to a cocktail shaker filled with ice cubes, stir to combine, and strain into a chilled coupette glass. And that is the bronze fawn. Uh, it looks like there's a note that this is from, oh my God, this guy's really falling off. This is just from Weight Rose Magazine. He didn't even make this one up. What's Weight What's Weight Rose magazine? I think it is the catalog for the British uh, chain store Weight Rose. Oh, okay. I, that that's what <laughs> Doctor Drinkenstein is telling me. I, okay, cool. I guess. <laughs> I don't actually get the. I don't travel a lot at all, and mm. I, I don't know what things are a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I travel specifically to go visit other grocery stores, so. <laughs> oh. So this one really appeals to me. Well, you know, disappointing. Nathan, I'm sorry. I know this is very disappointing for you that Derek isn't here, but I won't have to give him credit. He picked out a pretty good drink. It's pretty good. It sounds it sounds uh, delicious mm. and nutritious. <laughs> very nutritious. <laughs> well, now that, you know, we've faced this enormous disappointment we can move on to the main part of the show which is talking about pan's labyrinth baby michael you want to tell us what pan's labyrinth is about in the phalanges spain of 1944 the bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer escapes into an an eerie but captivating fantasy world Mm, yeah, baby. Now, Nathan, to get us into the conversation, we like to do a little foreplay. You know, just get get a little wet first. I love uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, you know, we don't want to like come into this dry. We got to get we got to get ourselves worked up a little bit. Oh yeah, thank uh, you, thank you. So, so much. we play something of called course. the sexy trivia game. Mm. Uh, Michael, would you like to explain how the sexy trivia game works? Absolutely. It's very simple. Now, we just get the listeners real slick with some movie chatting by reading. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Took me I a second. Vamping. I was vamping for a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's, so, movie, the movie trivia game is, is real simple. Just uh, read a little bit of trivia. Check in with your body. Make sure you're feeling right. I'll uh, get us kicked off with letter A. Stephen King attended a screening of the film and sat next to Guillermo del Toro. According to del Toro, King squirmed when the pale man chased Ophelia. Del Toro compared this experience of seeing King's reaction to winning an Oscar, which he eventually did with The Shape of Water. Mm. Now that's sexy. That's sexy. I'm checking in with my body. That mm. feels right. Ooh, it felt so right and so wrong. Mm. Nathan, how about you give us letter B? Sure. Thank you both for uh, having me here to uh, give mm. sexy letter B. It has been said that for the fairy eating scene, Doug Jones had to bite condoms filled with fake blood. Oh, 
chills, chills. Yeah. And I love framing it as it has been said. <laughs> Who said it? We don't know. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> now last, but certainly not least, is number C. The fawn in the movie was inspired by a lucid dream Guillermo del Toro repeatedly had when he was a child. Every midnight, he would wake up and a fawn would gradually step out from behind a grandfather clock. No wonder this guy is such a weirdo. Uh. <laughs> Imagine that being a formative experience in your life. Oh, God. I've actually had a similar experience to that. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I, it was, I was a five and I like woke up and there were like all these fruits and vegetables in my bed. And I was like, where did these come from? <laughs> And then I went back to sleep and I woke up the next day and they were gone. <gasps> yeah. Not quite as spooky, <laughs> I have yeah. to say. <laughs> Where'd the fruits go? Where'd the vegetables go? Mm. Where'd all the foods what, go? I don't know. What type of fruits and vegetables? Because so I don't know how like, determine the location. Mm. There were like grapes and like, uh, there was like string beans, carrots, mm. um, okay. some root vegetables. Mm. Um, has this ever happened to you, Nathan? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I I went to bed and I woke up and there was just a puddle of something wet around my body, um, <laughs> the lower region. Why? Wow. Smelled weird and mm. um, don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh my god! Scary stuff. Scary stuff. <laughs> Who poured water in the bed? Yeah. <laughs> who would do that who would do that <laughs> so rude oh my goodness now this was a very interesting pick with the fawn um so when did you first discover that you had a crush on the fawn of pan's labyrinth yeah i think when i was watching the film i think i oh yeah <laughs> when i was watching I think, I think i discovered it when the character appeared hmm, uh, <laughs> hmm. interesting <laughs> I think I'm I uh, I'm always drawn to the characters that are kind of you know uh, putting their hand towards you to come hither um come yeah. to the come into the darkness I have a mystery for you um, mm. I, I'm really into the, the mysterious uh, the mm. unknown and um, I think that's that's uh, originally when I decided that I loved the character and the the way that they presented themselves and the you know. I also love a lead. I'm a, I love a lead. Oh, of course, <laughs> my God, please. <laughs> you can have a crush on a supporting character. Fuck that. Ugh. <laughs> now, what's your history with Pan's Labyrinth? When did you first see it? Like, did you see it when it first came out? Was yeah, this a later I, discovery? No, I saw it when it first came out. And it was probably, uh, I would say, like, one of the first, like, foreign language films that, like, stuck out to me in mm. in in a way that I started to like you know film films and uh you know particularly being like oh like i can you know watch films that are not just in my native language yeah um and um yeah so i watched in real time and I, I just really fell in love with it and to this day it remains if not my favorite one of my favorite films uh just in you know i, I love fantasy i love creatures and i love you know fables and uh, you know european escapes mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my For god sure. i'm so curious what are some other like uh fantasy kind of movies in this genre that you really love yeah well i could say that like like my favorite tv shows that was actually true blood uh so i i love true blood <laughs> oh that show's fucking fun <laughs> so fun and i i love the infusion of you know the vampires and you know louisiana I can, you know, say that I also love, um, I feel like everything I'm thinking of right now is like vampires. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they um, are objectively the sexiest monsters. They really are. Um, I was going to say, um, uh, oh God, uh, only lovers left, only lovers left alive. I think it is the Tilda Swinton oh, movie. Mm -hmm. She's a, she's a vampire. Um, trying to think of like other, 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 other fantasies off the top of my head. I mean, uh, you know, sorry, it's an easy A to A to B here, but the, the Shape of Water, obviously, another Guillermo film. So, going back to Doug Jones and the Fawn, you've described some of your taste in sexy monsters as largely being like vampires, which are kind of traditionally known to be sexy and at least like humanoid. The Fawn most certainly 
is not. <laughs> so is there any sort of like physical appeal to the creature? Because I mean, I know that I found it very, not necessarily the creature itself, but the idea of Doug Jones like moving in this way and like his expressiveness, I found that very attractive. I totally agree. It's <laughs> it's it's the creature's gait and mm-hmm. the, the, the gay way that the creature kind of walks and like hides yes. behind different parts of the forest. <laughs> it's the fact that they're kind of, an ethereal take on a fawn that's woodly and like part wood (laughs) yeah but i love like the peeping around the corners i love the hands the way the hands kind of tempt you to come follow it's it's all of that it's it's very um it's cruising it's cruising at at the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) oh totally yeah like it's interesting you talk about the hands like doug jones i love so much in what we do in the shadows where he plays like this terrifying ancient old vampire because he's got like these long like tendril like fingers that he uses in such like an interesting way he almost like acts like he's like a magician doing a trick every time he like gestures with his hands (laughs) it's very that i don't know why it's so tantalizing but i guess that's why magicians do it right yeah right (laughs) yeah and i think that there is yeah and i think there's just (laughs) something so exciting about seeing like like a very lived in body and like a very physicalized performance that feels like very sensual. Um, And, and, you know, I hate to say it, but the fawn is tall as hell. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I read a really interesting thing that was talking about how they manipulated the legs um, that apparently like, it was built out into the costume, but you could like see Doug Jones's legs behind it. And so then with like CGI, they removed his like human legs from behind it. Um, yes. Oh. Yeah. There's actually a great like behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> like I feel like when you like go on the DVD and like look at behind the scenes <laughs> content on YouTube of like how they put Doug Jones into the costume of the fun and also the pale man. And it's really interesting. Wow. I oh, didn't yeah. know that. I thought, mm. I thought his he was like on some like wild stilts and like he was risking his life for every shot. Um, no, he's just a remarkably long man. Oh, God. Yeah, we forget that Doug Jones is also like has like zero percent body fat and yeah. is, is long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a bit of that like lurch quality or like the tall guy in uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> so. Were you equally attracted to his fish man in Shape of Water? I mean, I think it's undeniable that the fish man is also sexy. Uh, <laughs> I, I yes, <yeah>, so yes. <laughs> oh, God, I yeah, in- absolutely adore Shape of Water. Um, <laughs> that movie, out of all the sexy movies out there, um, that movie is is the height for me. Um, ugh. God, I mean, I it, I yeah, was- it's it's best oh. picture. It's best picture. It is best picture. Thank God. Yeah. And like this one is so, you know, it's about childhood. So there's a lot more sort of like innocence to it and not like overt sexuality. Whereas I mean, Shape of Water, it's all about her like jerking off in the bathtub. Totally. And also, I mean, I I will say like I'm a sucker for, I mean, the Spanish uh, speaking of it all and like the the accent. Mm. I mean, he also just like sounds so sexy. Yeah, which it's actually, I was reading again, like reading trivia earlier, and like apparently he memorized all of his lines in Spanish, like phonetically, because he didn't speak Spanish, and then was later dubbed over by a Spanish actor, but like they wanted him to know all the lines so that they could like align what he was doing with like manipulating the face of the fawn and making sure it like lined up with how an actor would actually do it. Yes, and the mouth was like the only piece of the head that moved. The eyelids are controlled by an animatronic that was like built into the head cap. So crazy. And apparently like it was so loud in there that like he had to memorize the other people's lines as well because he often like what? couldn't hear them over like the whirring of the animatronics inside of his head. God damn. He's like an Olympic superstar and I can't believe he's mm-hmm. not one any awards for all the wild shit that he has to do yeah i mean it's sort of like the andy circus situation right where like because they tend to work with this technology or play creatures like they're not sort of recognized as much for their acting and i think it's because maybe like if you're removing the sort of like human face of it all uh maybe people don't connect as 
as specifically, but I mean, they do, they are like the most amazing physical performers and what they're doing is like both like an athletic feat and like, I mean that they're, they're doing stuff that you usually see like in theater, like in the way yeah. that they are so expressive with their bodies and so sort of performative. That's so much pressure. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> now, so Nathan, were yes. if you had to pick number one, Doug Jones, is it the fawn? Is that yeah. the number one sexiest for you? Yes. I mean, that's okay. that's why I'm talking about it today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah, don't think I mean, that. It... I don't think that okay. the. Uh, the beast from uh, Shape of Water really can compete with all those different textures happening uh, on mm. the fawn. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the wood and the dirt is pretty much what does it for oh, me yeah. on the fawn. So. <laughs> That's what I love. And we'll get into this a little bit more later. But the Pale Man, what are oh, your yes. thoughts? Sexy or oh, no? I'm, the Pale Man is not sexy. Not but, sexy. Yep. But the pale. <laughs> But the pale man is hot. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I get it. Michael and I were disagreeing earlier this morning because I was saying I am. I think that the pale man is hot. Michael does not mm. agree. The pale man reminds me too much of Mitch McConnell, and that's really it for me. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. he's just got a lot of Mitch McConnell going on. So mm. I can't. Whereas I think the pale man just looks like a big, like animate penis. <laughs> yes, there's something phallic to the pale man. Right? That long, like, pale body, all those little mm-hmm. wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do love that, uh, you know, this sort of expressiveness of Doug Jones's performances is not uh, just for male characters because he plays the women ghosts in Crimson Peak. Oh my God. I got to see Crimson Peak for sure. I do too. I'm, I'm not familiar. Oh, Crimson Peak is wonderful. It's a Del Toro movie from a few years ago. Um, that's like a his take on a you know gothic Victorian romance slash haunted house. Um, mm. But yeah, there are all these like ghosts of these dead women that you know spoiler had been killed off in the house, and they are styled very similarly to the Pale Man. Like they've got this like hanging skin and the ribs showing in these long scary fingers and it, mm. I, i'm pretty certain that doug jones also played those women <laughs> wow oh my God. How, did you both see nightmare alley this year no, no i haven't I seen it yet it. well i mean it, it, i really liked the film but the one thing that's really sad about it is there are no mythical creatures in it it's just <laughs> the most <sighs> mythical thing is like Kate blanchett like having the smoothest <laughs> face oh my god <laughs> Yeah, if I go see a Del Toro movie, I want to see a spooky monster, you know? Agreed, agreed. (laughs) Kate Blanchett is her own kind of uh, beautiful ghost, Um, so. Speaking of long and tall, I saw her on stage in Uncle Vanya, and it was truly, like, one of those performances where you understand why someone is a star. Like, the minute she came out, she just cut the most incredibly striking figure because she was so long and so beautiful. I was like, human beings don't look like this. How is this possible? I I felt the same way when I went to a screening of a film and Nicole Kidman came in after for like a Q and A, (sighs) and the most beautiful human I've ever seen, just because she like she had like a a halo, like a light, like it was it was weird. It was very weird, and I I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's weird seeing like movie stars in person because like even ones that like I don't think about that much when I see them on screen, like. If you see them in person, you're like, oh, that's why. Like I saw Mm -hmm. Robert Pattinson at a work event a few years ago. And I've always thought he's like a nice looking man, but I've never been like, oh, Robert Pattinson until I saw him in person. And he is so fucking beautiful. It's insane. Really? Oh, yeah. It's nuts. You were like, oh, that's a movie star. And that's why like I'm just like a little pig person. And that's like a big, famous, glorious movie star. You are not a pig person. You are a human person. Yeah, I'm a Uh, human lady. (laughs) uh, You are a human lady. Get the hell out of here calling yourself a pig person. Oh, God. So, Nathan, insofar as whether you, like, have a a type, whether that's in, like, the people that you date or, like, the crushes that you have in movies, like, 
How would the fawn fit into that? Because <laughs> it's certainly a singular sort of crush. Yeah, I definitely don't have a specific overall type, but I do have qualities that I like. So mm. I think the fawn brings that mystery that I really look for. Mm. I also am really attracted to queerness and I think mm-hmm. that the fun has a specific gay attitude <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. way of moving about that I'm really drawn to and mm. um, you know I I love an accent and so uh, those three things kind of make up s- someone um, I look for and you know I'm I feel like stereotypically maybe I like someone tall but <laughs> I, I love I love my short kings so um, but yeah. As do we. Big fans here at oh. Everyone is Hot of the Short King. But it's interesting because when you first sent us in your options for who you might want to talk about, we were like, wow, what a like huge range of people. Like, you know, th- there doesn't seem to be like a clear through line. But I think that's actually untrue because the other one we talked seriously about doing was Tilda Swinton, who is yes. pretty similar to the Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is tall, is has an accent. <laughs> It's mysterious and queer. And uh, I mean, Tilda Swinton is my like, is my number one actor. Uh, She is Mm -hmm. so brilliant. And I think uh, just can transform the way she looks and always looks different in Mm. everything she does. And I think the, the, the through line is that like mystery and intrigue. And I think that's what I'm drawn to. Yeah. And even that thing of like the sort of like theatrical movement and like presence in their bodies, I can see what Doug Jones is doing in this performance. Like I feel like Tilda does similarly in a lot of her movies. Oh my Uh, God. Is there one particular Tilda movie that you would say is your favorite? Oh gosh. I mean, uh, I mean, she she just, uh, I mean, I I can't even, I can't even say one. Like she, (laughs) like, I mean, Michael Clayton, obviously she won Mm. uh, the Oscar for, she just looks, looks, looks stunning. I also love her. Um, I mentioned in Only Lovers Left Alive when she's a vampire. She's so good. And oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. Have you ever seen um, um, have you ever seen Sally Potter's adaptation of Orlando that she's in? Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, uh, an incredible film. Or- Orlando is. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, uh, I mean, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like freaking out. Yes. It's it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible portrayal. Yeah, because, I mean, that's such a sort of difficult part to cast because, I mean, you have to cover, like, ages of time and different genders. Genders, yeah. Yeah, and she's just incredible at it. So for those of us uh, who are not familiar with Orlando, what's the the whole deal? What's the the whole premise of that movie? Um, So it's an adaptation of the Virginia Woolf novel. Um, But so basically you see this person as they exist in like different parts of time like they change genders over time and like it's it's really interesting it's not in like a transition sort of way but in a sort of like a there's a spirit of a person who exists in many different people basically oh okay this sounds like something i have to watch it's really good (laughs) it's worth checking out for sure (laughs) um so nathan Tell us, do you remember your first ever movie crush or your childhood movie sexual awakening? I think I was super drawn to, like, I watched, you know, the Disney films growing up, of course. And so I was very, a, a Sleeping Beauty was my favorite Disney movie. <gasps> oh, yeah, you, you don't hear like- too many people saying that that's their favorite. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just the, the music and I, I loved, mm. like, you know, Princess aurora um but yeah i loved prince philip i think was probably my first crush and then i would say like after that it was like oh i love um what's what the wait what's why am i blinking what's the fox's name (laughs) oh robin hood robin hood Hood. (laughs) that's a popular one (laughs) robin hood is hot and aladdin we we love aladdin oh aladdin's oh aladdin that chest come on oh those big pants. Oh. <laughs> and that I feel like he's one. spiritually oh. a, a short king, uh, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, Prince Philip is an interesting one because there is like, I 
I never think about that movie that much because I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. The characters are kind of boring or whatever. But he he looks like Tilda Swinton kind of. Yeah. He's like oh a very God, delicate. Stop. Yes. <laughs> what can I say? I love <laughs> I love a gay prince. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, it sounds like you like uh, masculine women and feminine men, <laughs> which I love. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe so. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I love. Yeah, I don't know. I love the I love the femininity of the the cape. Capes are great. Yeah, capes are, amazing. Oh. are always great. Yeah, oh, and good. Prince Philip wore like the striking red with like this like such a gay hat with a little feather in it, and I love <laughs> yes. that. And good hair. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that. Uh, so as we were watching this, Michael and I, we like to come up with movie pairings. Like, what would be like a good double bill for the movie that we're watching in mm. any given week so michael you you did the assignment a little differently this time Why i you did tell us about it i did so um i watched i so i watched pan's labyrinth with my partner and uh she uh connects with movies in a very different way uh from me so um i i kind of have one foot out you know, um, when I'm watching something. So I'm like, ah, it's just a movie. Bad things are happening to people. Oh, it's fine. It's just a movie. (laughs) Whereas, like, it's really happening (laughs) when she watches something. So um, (laughs) I felt really bad. And I was like, you know what? Let's watch a music video. And so she was like, Alejandro. And I was like, okay. Um, And then, so we watched the Alejandro music video. uh, For those of y'all that don't know, uh, you know, Lady Gaga's Alejandro music video. It's just a really great <laughs> music video. Um, I needed something to, to kind of pump me up, pump us both up. Um, and uh, yeah, that that was that was the one. That was the one that, that I chose to pair. It, it is not a film. Um, it is a music. <laughs> it is a music video. Um, so yeah i thought it i thought it was a perfect pairing and um i think it kind of is I like it. lady gaga is kind of like a, a sexy monster um right <laughs> yeah right? i mean she's got her little monsters she's got a yeah, yeah. no yeah. i think it's great and i think I, in that era of her music videos it had a kind of similar aesthetic to like a del toro movie yeah i think this was a fun one yeah i think that's a great pick yeah. and makes me want want to say that like i feel like uh, you've inspired me to say like I feel like any Rosalia music video would be great to pair yeah. as well. Oh Particularly God. like Opale, just because oh. mm-hmm. she she looks like such like a gorgeous like you know beast and that and the way she dances <laughs> and yeah. her pr- proud unibrow. Oh. Yes. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I went in a very very different direction. Um, so you know we we sometimes try to find a sort of like common theme between the three movies that we end up talking about, um, but you know we we went in slightly different directions this time. Um, so I would pair this with uh, the 1988 Miyazaki movie, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, um, that is yeah. That, oh my god, that's a perfect pairing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, right. They've got so much pairing. in common. They really do. <laughs> with the magic oh. and the fairies and the natural world and children like coping with trauma through these like fantastical means, dying moms. Yeah, I. Oh my god, you're I, so smart. That's yeah, like Charlie is. <laughs> Charlie is okay, Michael. Michael, that doesn't say anything. I'm not. I'm not uh, dragging you, but like, wow, that's like really great pairing. <laughs> that is such a um, smart and great pairing. Thank you. Yeah. And I also, because, you know, we like to highlight a hottie in the pairings that we do, our, our stealth sex symbols. And I got to go with Tatsuo, the dad. He's a little nerdy hunk. I agree. I, yeah. Ugh, I got to watch this movie. Good dad. Loves his kids. Cute little glasses. He's a professor. My God. Ugh, he's got a job. <laughs> yeah. So that was my pick for this week. Oh god. I don't know if there's one singular uh like sex symbol in the Alejandro mm-hmm. music video. Um because everyone is <laughs> so hot, but I have to say there's uh there's like one guy uh who um he's like wearing a wig and he's wearing the <laughs> shoes and um 
like he's like on the bed with Lady Gaga and I don't know. I think just watch the music video if you're listening to this and you'll know exactly which guy I, I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so do that. It's yeah, a very it sexy funny. music video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny thinking back like that wasn't that long ago, but we've just lived through so many eras of Gaga since then. Like, it seems like a different Gaga altogether. Yep. You know, you know, we've had country Gaga, got crooner Gaga. I kind of miss like old, like meat dress Gaga, you know? I miss meat dress Gaga, but I'm, I'm happy to see her palling around with, uh, with Liza Minnelli. I, <laughs> Hanging I like, out with Tony Bennett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like this, this era a lot. Gives me hope for the future. Oh, it is a good one. And, you know, she does the platinum blonde very well. Mm. I got to give it to her. (laughs) Now, I think that we might want to play a little game. Is that right, Michael? Oh, my God. Uh, So normally, uh, we like to end these episodes with a little game. Uh, We're going back to a classic favorite of ours, Fuck, Mary Kill, uh, featuring Mm -hmm. some of the interesting monsters of Pan's Labyrinth. (laughs) So, we've got the fawn, obviously. We've got uh, the pale man, a.k.a. Mm. Eye Guy Monster. (laughs) And we've got Captain Vidal, who, uh, you know, isn't... The biggest monster of all. The biggest monster (laughs) of all. Um, (laughs) And I'll I'll kick it off. Um, This is the easiest... Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might disagree with you on one part. Yeah, I'm gonna have a hard time with this one. I think actually. Um, <laughs> God. So. Oh man, no. This is actually this is hard. Um, because mm. there's two there's two monsters I I want to kill. Um, <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm gonna marry. And- I'm gonna marry the fawn. Um, because. Mm-hmm. I, I I I like his whole his whole vibe forever, and I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's like a that's a good partner, you know, like that's someone yeah. you can build your life with is going to support you, but also challenge <laughs> you to do things that are mm. difficult, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I like that. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the, I'm gonna fuck the pale man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the pale man. Um, I think that would be very nice. Um, I think that'll be very interesting Mm -hmm. um, because Mm -hmm. his eyes are in his hands. And so (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine what that would look like for, for him. Um, Mm. Could be very, I, I, I think that could be very interesting. Um, I wouldn't be eating any of his food. Like I'm not dumb. Mm, No, it's like, I'm just (laughs) here to hook up. And, Pump you know, dump. and then I'll, you know, dr- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'll draw my He's little, gonna... yeah. Yeah. Heat <laughs> brings a new meaning to eat you out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, you know, I can just draw a little chalk portal on the wall and, you know, get out of there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got to kill like Captain yeah. Vidal. Because um, I did not like how he treated those young ladies. Um <laughs> I would probably have it's a conversation. Not a very with nice him guy. First, yeah, I'd say <laughs> before I kill words. you, you know, before I kill you, you gotta know you can't treat young women like that. <laughs> Absolutely not. You think you're gonna be a good father? Nope. Nah. And then <laughs> and then I kill him. You'll be like Mercedes at the end when he dies, and she's like, "Your son will never know your name." <laughs> yep. Yep. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Now, Nathan, what are your thoughts on this matter? Yeah, I've got a different take, actually. Um, obviously, I'm fucking wood tall daddy uh, <laughs> fawn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, take me into the labyrinth and fuck me against the hedges. <laughs> and then I am going to marry Vidal. Sorry about it. Ooh, um, I love, I'm horny for an estate. I love <laughs> um, that property. Uh, okay, I can put up. Yes. I can put up. Like you can be a bitch to my little daughters, but uh, when I look out in the morning, when I drink my <laughs> s- 
Spanish coffee and I look out on those hills, I'll know that I own half of them. Listen, I can respect this. Okay. <laughs> I'm right. not mad what about a, it. What is marriage except a contract? Okay. Mm-hmm. True. It's true. So true. Mm-hmm. And I'm killing the fucking pale man. I'm I'm and I'm gonna do it <laughs> in a nasty way. Okay. Mm. Ow, mm. ow! I want to like it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, first, it's just like a vicious high five, right? It's like yeah. high five to the eye <laughs> until he's blind, okay? Oh, good. You gouge out the eyes, gouge out the eyes, okay? Mm-hmm. Throw them to the other side of the room. Grab <laughs> grab a nice, like, grab a nice long, really sharp knife, okay? Mm-hmm. And just like, mm-hmm. and gut, gut. So that you can see all of the Ooh. children's limbs fall out. Oh, because he ate oh, babies. That's right. I forgot he ate babies. Oh, oh right. I did too. He eats babies. Um, this might change things. I feel and so then sit, <laughs> guilty about and then, this. And then, mm-hmm, and then sit on his face until he suffocates. Oh. Oh. But what a nice way to go. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> Death mm-hmm. by face sitting. I, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> You gotta go some way. Come on. Oh, <laughs> what a great way to go. Okay. You know, hmm. I will say, Nathan, you've made some very compelling arguments here. Thank and you. I'm I, a lawyer. This might be changing things for me. What do you got? <sighs> okay. I think, well, I gotta marry the fawn, right? He's, he's the nicest one of the bunch. Get to live down in that labyrinth. Mm hmm. He's helpful, you know, looks out for children. Yeah. The town nice is that. So I think that would make for a very, a very solid marriage. So yeah. marrying the fawn. Hmm. I'm having a really, really hard time with the pale man versus Captain Vidal. Because on the one hand. <laughs> you were the only one who defended the pale man as yeah. hot <laughs> earlier. So I, my biggest thing, I think, is that. I'm very torn internally over Captain Vidal because obviously he's a violent fascist. On the other hand, he does look really good. He's he's a very Spider-Man. handsome man. He's a handsome guy and he speaks Spanish. Oh, come on. But I think ultimately I have to stand by my beliefs <laughs> and that means fucking the pale man and killing the fascist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sacrifice that I'm going to make for democracy. <laughs> uh, Wait, so you both you both chose the same route? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do we? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. chose the same route. Good job, good job, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though I I have to say I think I found your reasoning most compelling, Nathan. I, I just had to come back to Michael's original choices. Had to I, know, I think you you need to stick with your gut. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. I don't like, could I live with myself if I was married to a fascist? I don't know. In a I nice like, house? Maybe. I also can't <sighs> deny that I really like all those, it. I, I like all those uh, folds in the uh, pale man's like neck and arms and stuff. Um, the more I think yeah. about it, the more I'm kind of like, yo, know, maybe the, the pale man like is genuinely like sexy to me in a, in a weird way. So, you know, I've learned something about myself this episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think we've all learned a lot about ourselves. I think that's yeah. important. Well, this has been absolutely delightful. Uh, before we wrap things up, do you have anything you would like to plug, Nathan? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, thank, thank you, you for being here. I host a podcast where I interview queer comedians called Secure the Gag. And I also perform around the city. So you can catch me doing stand up in Brooklyn and maybe Manhattan sometimes. <laughs> Oh, Manhattan, oh, my maybe God. maybe Manhattan. <laughs> okay. Oh, la, la. <laughs> maybe. Well, that is very exciting. Everyone listen to Secure the Gag. It's a great show. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can follow us at everyoneishotpod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please go into Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and tell us who your stealth sex symbol would be. And we might even read it on the show. Yeah. But anything less than five stars is an insult um and you should be ashamed yeah. so please yeah. and you can uh, honestly fuck off yeah fuck off see if i can <laughs> fuck off <laughs> well this has been a delight 
Thank you again, Nathan. And uh, Michael, would you like to tell the listeners what they should do? Oh, remember to always stay horny. Huh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.